755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. Welcome back to 755 is real. And we finally have some real baseball on the way to talk about. I'm David O'Brien, your Braves writer for The Athletic. I'm with my co-host, Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. What's up, Eric? Oh, man, I'm so glad this is over. I mean, it's just starting, but I'm glad that that part of it's over. (laughs) No shit, man. No more negotiations. (laughs) No more, do you think? What if? What? uh, When could it happen? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it was torturous, dude. Who knows? I was thinking about that, man. Like, it's worst-case scenario to have everybody sick of baseball, and you haven't even played a game in seven months. (laughs) But I tell you. You could almost feel a huge sigh of relief, even on social media, even on the negative, Everybody. even on the Everybody. negative uh, social media platform that is Twitter. You could still see a lot of people going, you know, but on, but, uh, but elsewhere it was like people are ready, man. Yeah, people are ready. Yeah, I mean, uh, this. Uh, well, I'm sure everybody's heard by now, but uh, teams are going to report July 1st. That's next Wednesday for. Damn. Three, three and a half week training camp before opening days, which are going to be either July 23rd or 24th. Schedule's not set yet because teams have to approve of it, but it's going to be a 60 game schedule in 66 days for all teams. And we've talked about this before how it's going to be uh, interdivisional uh, or rather regional in that the NL East teams will play 40 games against their division foes and 20 games against the AL East foes, the five teams in the AL East. And that's it. They'll play no central and no, uh, Western teams. East, the, every team in the East is going to have it out. I mean, that's a, you're, you're a lot of, you're playing against a lot of stiff competition. Yeah. You got a tougher competition and easier travel in the East. West has got the, well, relatively brutal travel. They're used to it though, but still, Right, but in two for, for, but while the East teams will never leave the Eastern time zone, the Western teams are going to play in three time zones, all three, all of the four time zones, all of the time zones except the East. Yeah, <laughs> spit that out. Um, you know, the schedule is obviously not going to be even and balanced and all that, but uh, each division is going to have some really tough opponents and some really easy, some dog crap opponents to beat up on. So I think that'll probably come out in the wash. But the big thing is obviously you can't afford to get off to a slow start like the Nationals did last year. No, you can't. And you know we've said it a thousand times, but if you look at the standings after 40, 45 days, yeah. you, you have teams that are rebuilding. Like the Mariners started off, I think, 13-1 and one or something last year. I don't know where they were at 60 games, but they would have been in the playoff on. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have – and it's just going to be pure chaos. Yeah. You're going to have – you. it's going to be fun to watch, honestly. I mean, from from entertainment standpoint – I'm pretty excited to watch it all play out. So five and a half weeks into the season, you're going to have a trade deadline on August 31st. It's moved back a month. Obviously, it's not going to be July 31st, a week into the season. But there is going to be a trade deadline. So you got to figure most teams are still going to be within earshot, within shouting distance of a playoff berth. So, but some teams that really start just awful. Uh, when it comes to August 31st, you got to figure some teams are going to be ready to, to dump some pay, some payroll. And those teams that there's going to be so many teams in it and a lot of teams looking to add a piece or two, you could have quite a little trade deadline there at August 31st. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking about that and 
who are you going to give up if you're not even sure there's going to be playoffs? You know, that that's going to factor into the decision of, you know, tr- trying to make these trades. You'd have, you know, you'd oh, have a yeah. lot of, you know, if you there's no playoffs. Up, who are you going to give know? up to get a guy, you mean? Yeah. yeah. What kind of trade are you going to yeah. make? Or if you're trying to, you know, <laughs> good point. You got a free agent reliever or something that's, that's looking like his last season with you. You don't think you're going to sign him back and you're trying to get something for him. Yeah. You know, teams have to weigh if there's even going to be playoffs before they give up much for him. So it's, it's almost like, there's going to be more teams looking at making the playoffs, but there might not be playoffs. You might be back at square one. It's going to be such a fluid situation because it we're is. talking about that right now. And who knows a month from now, we might be saying, I mean, it might be a lot better. Chances are it's not going to be, it might be a lot worse in some places. I mean, and if, like you said, I didn't even thought about that to be honest, but yeah, if it's late August and you're going, yeah, we're we got a chance if we if we get this guy, but there's also a pretty decent chance that the playoffs could be shut down. So we're gonna give him up just to have him for a month <laughs> and, and no then, playoffs. Yeah, and you don't get those players back. So I mean, I think a lot wow. of teams will just play it safe. We'll see. We'll see. It's it's gonna be so interesting. Everything about it's gonna be interesting. You know, I wrote today. You go from a 162 game marathon to basically a 60 game 400 meter dash. I mean, yeah. it's. The, and, and Wash said that you can't afford. You got to come out of the gate playing. You can't afford to kind of ease into it like a lot of teams do, you know. And a lot of confident teams that have a lot of talent, they never really have that urgency coming out of the gate because they know there's so much time to make up differences. So they ease into it. Yeah, and you're going to have to manage. You know, you're going to see the pitching changes as if it's already a playoff race, and and that that brings up. You know, our relievers going to get overused or injured or guys built up. Um, cause I don't know if, you know, two weeks yeah. of spring training, couple weeks, three weeks, three weeks, isn't enough time to really get your relievers going back to back and stuff. So you have to really rely on what the guys have been doing and hope they've been prepared mm-hmm. and, and been going game speed this whole time, which, you know, the funny thing is it's, it's hard to get up to game speed without real competition. And, you know, mm-hmm. like you watch a reliever warm up or something, this would happen to me all the time. I throw my last warm up and I'd try to throw it hard and I'd peek at the gun or something and it'd say 87. Mm-hmm. And then a hitter gets in the box and you just focus and throw it and it's a 93 just because of that, how yeah. much the intensity ups when it's actual competition and there's a hitter in the box. So it's something that I don't know if players can even replicate. And then if you're just doing spring training, inner squad or whatever yeah. they're going to be doing, um, yeah. I think injuries, injuries are a big risk. I think so. Trying too, to get ready man. this quick. You know, better than me with pitchers that, you know, I think a lot of them have probably stayed in pretty good shape and thrown some thrown live bullpens. As yeah. we talked to Fulte a month ago, he was already throwing live bullpens. So those guys are going to be way ahead of the game because, like you said, the, the plan right now, from what I understand, is mostly just inner squad games and spring training because you're obviously not going to – most teams are going to have spring training at their home ballparks. Well, you're not going to fly to another city to play an exhibition game, you know, in spring training. At least I don't think you are. So – no, you might you might not have any real exhibition games, and by that I mean against another team until the very end. I'm thinking maybe you either you either stop off at a city on the way to if you're opening on the road, you could yeah. stop at a city, another city, play and play a team set. on the way. Yeah, or you could play the team you're actually going to face in, in in the opening series. You could play them in a couple of games. So I mean. You know, it's not ideal, but I would. The team's going to have to do something to play a couple of somebody other than inter squad games. You know, before they jump into opening day, I would think. Yeah, and you're going to have you just you have to find a way to up the adrenaline and and kind of replicate that pressure of a season. And, and you know, like I said, it's it's hard to do in in games that don't matter. 
Um, but there's going to be no time to mess around because if you get off to a slow start, I mean, it could, it could take two months to, to get back into the race and you might not have that time. <laughs> Since the season's only two months. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, the thing we talked about losing guys either to injury or to COVID-19. You got to, you got to, you got to hand it to MLB. They're looking out for this because they are looking to me. It looks like it's a worst case scenario. They're taking into account because they have, they we're going to have teams with 60 player pools available to play us to get to a two month season. It's going to be a 40 man roster and then a 20 man taxi squad, which, you know, they're going to be up to the 60 players at spring training and, the whole 40 man's going to be a one site and then they're going to have a secondary site where you can have up to 20. Uh, and the Braves will have 20 guys working out at, at Gwinnett County, their AAA park. And they are a lot more fortunate than other teams that don't have a, a minor league affiliate so close by. The Braves are going to have use that for both for spring training as a secondary site and as a training site for their taxi squad during the season when the team's on the road. Maybe they'll play at Truist Park some when the team's on the, uh, when the team's at home rather. Maybe when the Braves are on the road, they can use Truist Park. I don't know. They might want to keep Truist Park clean or not not have it occupied at that time. But anyway, they're going to have 20 guys up at uh, Gwinnett playing, and I'm sure playing a lot of inner squads up there and, you know, live pitching every day and all that. So it's going to be interesting. I think the taxi squad, you're going to see a lot of – you're going to see some journeymen, obviously, some extra catchers, but I think you're going to see a whole lot of uh, the top prospects too. You got to have. I, so I was thinking the same thing. You got to have the prospects get something out of this year. Yeah, yeah, you they'll know, have you, two or three months a, to play. And it's a chance where you could have, even if it's an A ball prospect or something like mm-hmm. that, you could have him getting exposed to really high competition in, in a setting that doesn't really count. You know, it's it's just an extended spring training for them, but. It could be really good for those guys, but you can't waste a year of development. So I think you're right. I think they'll bring a majority top prospects and then and the few guys that they feel like are big league ready and ready to contribute and, you know, like your backup catcher and, and third, fourth string catcher type of guys. But otherwise, man, I mean, it's you got to look at it as the only way you're really getting any development for your prospects. Yeah. So you got to have them. Um, you're allowed they could to get take- thrust into the big leagues. Yeah, you're allowed to take three taxi squad players on the road is the plan. But if you use all three, if you take all three, one of them's got to be a catcher. So I would imagine the Braves will have three catchers on the 30-man roster. It's going to be a 30-man roster to start the season. Then it's going to go down to 28 two weeks into the season, then 26 four weeks into the season. They're obviously figuring pitchers are not going to be able to go as long early on as they would be otherwise. So, But with a 60-man roster, you're talking about even if a team were to have like a worst case scenario and lose 10 or 15 yeah. to an outbreak of COVID-19, you're still looking at, you could lose 20 people and still have 40 in your pool. <laughs> yeah. And it won't be ideal if you lose 10 good ones, you know, your stars are, are regulars, but you're going to have enough to get through. And I think that's what they're looking out for is they want to make sure no team has to drop out of this thing, which would really screw up the schedule, obviously. Well, I was going to count on leadership too in the clubhouse of, yeah. There's going to be guys that don't want to follow the protocol. Right. And it's going to have to be a team mindset of, look, we can't afford, you know, we can't afford to lose five or 10 dudes that, that, you know, especially the big dogs, like your, your number one starting pitcher, guys like that. If anybody messes up, you know, it, it could cost you a few guys. So it's going to have to be a team mindset of, you know, taking some leadership and we got to do this right. Even if it's annoying, even if you're tired of jumping through all these hoops, you know, 
Yeah. Because there's, there's so much on the line. And I think after a couple of weeks of it, guys will be, you know, not like it, but they'll at least get used to it. It'll become a routine like anything else does. Pain in the ass, but it'll be a routine. No worse than driving through horrible Atlanta traffic, you know? Yeah, you find your way around it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you got to. You know, don't, don't, but there is an opt out for players who are at high risk if they have underlying conditions. Uh, they can opt out and get paid and get service time. Others can opt out too. They won't get paid though. They don't have to unless their team wants to pay them. That ain't going to happen. Uh, and also, guys with pregnant wives can, there's a, there's a process where they can take uh, paternity leave and get paid and get service time and also extend that. It's a complicated situation. They were, they were, the union was trying to get it where anybody who lived with someone at risk or had a pregnant spouse could opt out and get full and get service paid. time. Yeah. yeah. But they dropped that because they were just afraid of there'd be guys trying to get through loopholes, you know, which is kind of a sad state of affairs, but it's probably true. Guys would have <laughs> could have gotten ugly, but yeah, uh, just don't play and get, get all your service time and say you're scared. But yeah. Yeah. Um, they so, might really be scared. So the league produced a 101-page operations manual, and the athletic got a copy of it. It's got all the health and safety protof- protocols and modifications of playing rules and other items for 2020. Uh, and it's going to evolve if additional issues arise. They'll, they can change things. It's a living uh, document, in other words. So um, – Whatever happens, we are sure this is going to be a season unlike any we've seen before or probably will ever see. Hopefully, we'll never see again. Um, but here are 12 questions that Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drylock of the, of the Athletic, here's some questions that they thought would come up, and they answered them here. I'll go through these real quick. What's the biggest fear among executives? An outbreak of COVID-19, obviously, is number one. But the others, you mentioned it, injuries. Um Players have been working out individually, but basically left to their own devices. You know, some have been working out with two or three other guys. Uh, but the sport will have been shut down for more than three and a half months when spring training 2.0, as it's being called, starts on July 1st. And camp's going to last three and a half weeks. So executives expect the rapid buildup after that long layoff is going to create some trouble as far as injuries are concerned. Soft tissue issue uh, injuries. Players who have well, it's going to be harder to get worked on too. You yeah. know, if you, if you have a tight yeah. hamstring or something that's just nagging you a little bit, you know, that time in the training room, I don't know how they're working all that, but it, there's going to be a line because you're not going to be able to just have 15 guys laying around in there mm-hmm. getting worked on either. And uh, and like you mentioned, pitchers just not having the arm strength to be ready for the season like they normally would. You know, if they because uh, because most of them didn't just keep it going during the off during the break because they didn't know how long it was going to be, so they had to dial it back a little bit. Now they're going to have to build up arm strength again before the season starts. So um, if, if guys overexert, you got to think there might be a few overuse injuries there, right? For sure. Yeah. And, you know, just like I said, you can't simulate game speed. I've seen guys, like a lot of the videos you see of guys working out that they're posting, you know, pitchers and uh-huh. stuff are throwing off a of mounds in their backyard to a plastic dummy. You know, that just doesn't uh-huh. – <laughs> that's not going to get the juices flowing. And, they, you know, you jump into a game and start going full speed. You know, they'll, they'll have a little mini spring training, but I don't know if it's enough time. The IL is going to – the injury list is going to be 10 days again. They were going to revert to 15 for pitchers, but with all this going on, they're going to keep it at 10 for everybody. Uh, and the 60-day deal is going to become a 45 or IL, going to be 45-day IL. So, still, that's 45 knock you out for almost half the season. Uh, 
Teams will carry 30 players, like I said, for the first two weeks, then 28 for the two weeks after that, and then 26 the rest of the way. Obviously, it's going to be no September roster uh, or expanded rosters. Uh, a greater number to see hamstrings, groans, obliques. They're worried about that in the early, in the early weeks of the season. Uh, you got you got the, the, the schedule 60 games in 66 days. That's going to be obviously more condensed than your regular 162 six-month season. 60 and 66, you're only talking about one day off every 10 games, and there's going to be no doubleheader scheduled. Yeah, that's why I was surprised they got they got rid of the doubleheaders because I'd almost rather play more uh, doubleheaders and have total days off. Yeah, and the reasons they gave for that, because we all thought they were going to have doubleheaders, but the reasons make some sense in not having them. One, with 60 and 66, if there's a rain out, snow out, whatever, it's going to almost have up. to be made up as a doubleheader. Yeah. Uh, and the other is they didn't want players, trainers, all that at the ballpark for 10, 12 hours because they're going to try to get them in and out as fast as they can. Players can't show up at the ballpark more than five hours before. I know a lot of people are going, five hours? But, you know, some players get there earlier than that for 7 o'clock. Most guys eight. get there around noon now. Yeah, they can't do it now. It's going to be five hours, and they got to be gone 90 minutes after the game's over. They can't hang out even if they want to. Training rooms, sit around talking, shooting the shit, can't do it. That's not that's not as big of a deal anymore. You know, it yeah. used to have a lot right. of guys hanging around the clubhouse, but now, man, you see the clubhouse is pretty clear after a ninety minutes is enough time to get yeah. you know whatever kind of post game flush you need to do. But the five hours before the game, mm-hmm. you know, if they're not, I don't know if they're doing BP and all that. I saw relievers have to bring their own balls to throw bullpens. All these all these things are jumping through. It sounds like it's just going to be kind of show and go every day where guys just find a way to get ready. So. I, honestly, five hours is enough, but that makes sense if, you know, if you're limited it to five hours, the doubleheader kind of, you know, throws a wrench in that. Uh, what happens if teams run out of players? Such a problem uh, seems unlikely to arise with that 60-man player pool, but it's not out of the question. Say if if a guy, if a team loses all of its catchers to some to injuries or COVID nineteen, and so with that. With the minor leagues dormant, there's not going to be a minor league season this year, cost-cutting measure, no minor league season. Uh, MLB plans to get scouting video and data from independent leagues that are planning to operate around the country. The AAA Nashville Sounds are talking about having a league in their ballpark, an indie league, and that would they would sign players, stage games, sell tickets, so they actually have fans there, those games. And plenty of, of minor league free agents, some of them with major league experience, are looking for work. So teams would be allowed to sign them if they run out of players or whatever. Um, so that'll There'll be, be some talent there for yeah. sure. You know, there's a lot of guys that got cut at the end of spring training or, or don't really have jobs right now, mm-hmm. especially guys with some big league time that are floating around the minors, you know, trying to hang on. I, I'd imagine most players are going to jump at the opportunity to go play in that league. It'll, they'll probably be, I mean, the, the best, however if they keep in 60 guys will be the best 60 unemployed baseball players right now. Yeah. No kidding, man. Rule changes, bunch of them, but we'll get to the big ones. For the first time, DH is going to be used in both leagues. Uh, here's one you'll find interesting as the guy who stuck basically his whole hand in his mouth to keep it wet. <laughs> All pitchers may carry a small wet rag in their back pocket to be used for moisture in lieu of licking their fingers. Can't lick your fingers. First of all, that's going to happen. This is just a habit. Like, it's just a mindless yeah. thing you do on the mound. Yeah. But second of all, I'm wondering how they're going to regulate what's on that rag. <laughs> you know, I mean, you could load that thing up with just about anything. I guess, you know, if, if a guy throws a ball and it drops five feet, you're going to have to go check it or 
see, you know, what's going on, but I'd assume most guys will just load it up with sunscreen or something like that. But you know, there's water doesn't hit. Maybe (laughs) it it might work. You know, you try everything. There'll be some experimenting going on for sure. Somebody will find some nice potion and have a good year. Yeah. Something that that's hard to tell, you know, if the umpire, cause you know, we talked about this off, off mic, off air, uh, you know, it's going to be some guy's going to be getting crazy movement or something, yep. or, and or they're going to the ch- check the rag. Yep, check the rag. I'm just going to have to go out and pull the rag out and check it and smell it or whatever. But will they be allowed to smell it? I don't <laughs> That's know. What I'm saying, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'd bank on it that they're not going to come out and want to mess with this thing too much. They bring out a guy with a hazmat suit to take it to a lab and test it. Yeah, it'll take longer than a replay. Hey, so my question, I was thinking, what about that wet rag? And say you're playing an October, late October game in Colorado, Chicago, or any of the northern cities where it could easily be freezing then. What about that wet rag in your pocket? (laughs) I don't don't know if Vaseline freezes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Here's one. In spring training games, now it's unclear which spring training games there's even going to be, but in spring training games – the retire the side rule will be relaxed. The pitch rule for relievers, the new rule for relievers, so that a defensive manager might end a pitcher's inning prior to three outs following any completed plate appearances, provided the pitcher has thrown at least 25 pitches. Yeah, they do that all the time. Um, you know, like minor league, when you go over the minor league side yeah, yeah. and watch spring training, if, if an inning gets out of hand, they just roll it. That's what they call it. Right. You know, they'll just, just say roll it. Uh-huh. which is fine. You know, there's no reason for a guy that might not even be built up yet to have to grind through a 40 pitch inning right. after the, a few months off. I'm, I'm cool with that one. Like that game, those games where they let a hitter go over there and lead off every inning, and get nine at bats. Yeah. Um, and here's the big one. The one us purists, a lot of will have a problem with, although I, I, like I've said, we've said before, I don't really have a problem with any rules in this strange season. Just get some baseball going, but here's the big one. Extra innings. Rule that originated in the minor leagues. Each half inning following the ninth inning will begin with a runner on second base. The runner will be the player in the batting order immediately preceding that inning's leadoff hitter, that half inning's leadoff hitter. In other words, if, say, the fourth cleanup hitter comes to bat in the 10th inning, they will put the three-hole hitter that hit in the previous inning, they will put him at second base so that it won't come around to him while he's – spot won't come around, obviously, in the order. Now, if that hitter before was the pitcher, managers can are allowed to use the hitter before him at second base. They won't have to make the pitcher run. So there you have it. Uh, if that runner scores, it's not an earned run. They're going to tr- – it will be – it will go down as he reached on an error, though no error will be charged to the team or to any player, obviously. But it will not be an earned run on the on the pitcher's record. I hate it. Yeah. I I just it just goes again. It's not baseball, man. And nope. I've seen this thing coming for years and it's like arena league something. Yeah, like you said, you know, it's it this year whatever, but it you don't want it to turn into something where it kind of gets their foot in the door to do this down the road. I don't think they will. I really don't. I hope not. But I, it's still it's it's going to be a situation where games are decided by it and you know, if you have a if you have a way stronger bullpen than the other team, you go into extra innings. Yeah, you're such yeah. a huge advantage. Or if you have if you have relievers left over, your long guy's nasty. Mm-hmm. You got a chance. You have a huge advantage, and that's taken away. You throw a runner on second base, a bloop single wins the game, and no reliever's good enough to just not give up a bloop single. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, it, it takes away one of the big advantages of having a strong bullpen. I think that's why you know the main reason I don't like it. And it also just goes against the 
Yeah. You know, it just goes against the whole game, the way it's set up. I think it's a great point about you take advantage of I mean, you put together this team and you make good moves and you have a long guy. Well, the long guy's not going to be of any purpose now unless the pit starter gets knocked out in the second inning. You're getting killed and you want, you know, just to eat innings and and basically forfeit that game. But otherwise, the long guy's not going to be the guy that used to be able to go carry you through the 10th, 11th, and 12th until you got a lead and bring in your closer. And you could have a situation, too, where if you had a speedster like – um you yeah. know, Dyson for the Royals or, or yeah. even like if you're the Braves and you're Ender and he's like in a one for 40 slump, he's trying to strike out and you're trying to walk him because you don't want him to start the next inning on second base right. with no outs. Right, you know, right. The, the, the strategy right. that goes into it's going to be insane. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like he's Make swinging it. at balls in the dirt so he could strike out and start next inning second base, no outs, and you're trying to walk him so he's not on second uh-huh. base to start. You know, if the whole thing, man, it's, it's going to be funny to see how teams try to play that, but – because if, if the fastest guy on your team starts the next inning at second, second base man, with no outs, with no outs, if you have a team that can even bunt or you know, or or hitters who are really good situation uh, hitters, really good situational hitters, move them over, yeah, yeah, move them over, get them in. You got two shots to get them in. Yep, or three shots just to. Or it might just steal lane. third. If he could steal third, then you got three. <laughs> and not to mention, every game counts. You know, at least three times as much right now when you're playing only a sixty game season. So. <laughs> you know, you just having yeah, games yeah, decided yeah. by this rule. Yeah. I, you know, they have to do it, I guess, just because of all the stuff going on, but they just there's going to be some ugly side late. effects of it. They just don't want 15 any games. That's the thing. They just don't want those games, you know, that I'd rather just have a 30 man roster though. The whole season, you know, if you're worried about overusing relievers and stuff like that and long games, I'd rather just say, you know, let's just have a bigger roster to protect against that than, Letting a runner start an inning on second base to decide it. Hey, listeners, producer Kim here to tell you about dugout mugs. Baseball has finally returned, and just as summer starting as well. So make sure you stay cool this summer by drinking your favorite beverage from a dugout mug. It's a company that was started in a college baseball dugout, and they make 12-ounce mugs from the barrel of a baseball bat. Dugout mugs have been licensed by Major League Baseball, so you can have your favorite team laser engraved onto a birch wood baseball bat barrel mug. It's perfect for the big game, the one of many that are coming up, and it's also great to put on display. It's the perfect gift for a baseball fan. Go to dugoutmugs.com theathletic and use promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase. That's dugoutmugs.com slash theathletic and code MLB30. That's all one word, MLB30. Welcome back baseball with your very own dugout mug today. Will teams actually make trades? And Kenny writes, of course, August 31st trade deadline. We, we went over that. You can expect teams in contention to pursue upgrades and a few that are out of the playoff race that soon after only five weeks or so will likely be looking to dump payroll. But like the wrinkle you added though, what if teams, what if any, what if there's any question about the playoffs being played? If, if there's a good chance or a chance at all that the COVID COVID could knock the playoffs out, then you're not going to give up tons of guys, tons of talent to get a guy. that's only going to be there for a, a month or less. Or what yeah. if you made the trade and COVID and the season got in, season ended a week later? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. and like you said, it's going to be fluid, and you'll see. I mean, yeah. you'll have a good feel for it, I guess, at that time. But yeah, yeah. Exactly. I can't see teams, you know, doing like a Mookie Betts deal where they just trade the farm for a guy that you know might not even be able to impact anything. You know, and, it's, and Mookie, it's something totally out of the control. Speaking of Mookie Betts, the Dodgers are right now going. Whew. Thank God. <laughs> That's what at least play for them because there was a look starting to look like they're that 
they might have given up all that talent to get Mookie Betts and him never play a game for them before he became a free agent. Yeah, these Mookie Betts jerseys floating around LA. He never stepped on the field. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Ozuna and Hamill's jerseys in Atlanta, although I've not seen one yet. I'm sure there are some. <laughs> they will now play for the Braves before leaving. Is Hamill's gonna be ready? He's supposed to be. I mean, Alex told us uh uh, the week after the after the spring training ended, that he was already f- starting to throw, uh, you know. So That's that good. was yeah, that was two months ago. So two and a half months ago, three months ago, whatever the hell it was, yeah. So there's no reason he shouldn't be. I mean, he's had time to ease into this thing. I would think the only thing with him is he hasn't obviously obviously made any uh, starts unless they've been totally simulated against who God knows who high school kids, right? Yeah. But I so I don't know. He's going to have to do that. He's going to have three weeks. To, so I would think we'll see. Alex has not given an indication yet. Um, let's see. Uh, speaking of trades, on or before August thirty first, a player. How about this one? A, a think about getting traded August thirty first. If these things are still as they are right now, what if you got traded to a place? You got say you got two kids. What if you got tra- yeah. and, a, and a wife? Obviously. No, leave you your tra- family at home. You got traded to a place where COVID-19 is soaring right now, spiking. How about moving in the middle of a pandemic? How do you do that without you don't. worrying? Like, you don't, man. Yeah. If Honestly, if I was playing this year, I'd yeah. just tell my family to stay home and yeah. FaceTime your kids every night. Uh, just because, you know, at least from a family standpoint, at least you got help at home. You might have some grandparents and some family around that can help you out. Wife can get out of the house and stuff, but... You know, the hardest thing for, for most wives is being in the city and they feel isolated anyway because they're right. away from home. Right. And then and then having all these lockdowns and stuff, um, just they just be stuck in an apartment and not have their normal setup at home. At home, you know, you got a backyard and all this stuff. A lot sure. of times for the season, you wind up with some apartment, but they just be stuck in this apartment following whatever protocol that city has. And like for Seattle, we just got kind of locked down again and, and they added, it's a thousand dollar fine if you're outside without a mask. Wow. Um, I didn't hear that. Yeah. If, if you if you are seen within six feet of somebody else and you don't have a mask on, it's a thousand dollar fine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you know, just those type of things. I'd just be like, look, babe, yeah. let's FaceTime every night. But I don't want to put you wouldn't want to put your family through this. And, and also being around so many people and traveling and everything, I really wouldn't want to be yeah. coming home from road trips and wondering, you know, if, if you're sure. getting pregnant wife sure. sick or anything like exactly. that. So I just say stay home. Yeah, you might be asymptomatic and be yep. carrying that stuff and shit. Stay home. So you'd be in a bubble without having the bubble. You'd just make the bubble. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, players will be tested every other day, regardless of the uniform they're in. So they're hoping you know that'll alleviate that. But you're right; it's not going to alleviate all those concerns. Um, by the way, the transactions freeze that's been in effect since March that will be lifted at noon Friday, supposedly. That's uh, by all accounts is what I'm hearing. Um, so expect some moves before between then and when teams have to submit their 60-man rosters, their pool guys, on Sunday. It's going to give you a couple of days to make some moves. Uh, how will overseas players return to the U.S.? Because some guys did go home to the Dominican, to Venezuela, whatever. And the answer is on jets chartered by MLB and in many ca- in many cases and with the State Department providing an assist. That's right. MLB is working with the government to expedite visas and obtain clearance for players to return safely from foreign countries. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's a cool effort. Yeah. That's not going to be cheap either. It's the only way you can do that with a, yeah. so so quickly. Yeah. Uh, 
What about showers and sunflower seeds and celebrations after big plays and hits? Glad you asked. <laughs> spitting, <laughs> spitting, just spitting, period. Smokeless tobacco and sunflower seeds are all prohibited. Now, if somebody would have said that that in baseball, even 15 years ago, people would have looked at you like you were had two heads. Are you kidding me? You cannot play baseball without those. It's changed a lot in the last 15 years, but still, those are pretty radical, right? I mean, especially the no sunflower seeds. You go from not dipping. A lot of guys go to doubling down on the sunflower seeds when they're trying to get over not dipping. Yeah, but, you know, nicotine, I, I think of it as kind of a performance enhancer. Uh, I think a lot of guys will have to – they're not going to stop dipping. They'll just have to use kind of like the – they have like nicotine patches and nicotine pouches, but you know, nothing that you have to spit like to actual tobacco, but mm-hmm. man, that buzz. I mean, if you watch like Josh yeah. Hamilton tried to stop dipping one year in the middle of the season and went like hit like a hundred for a month, started dipping again and started hitting homers. It, it does. It gives guys a little buzz, takes the edge off. And, yeah. and a lot of guys kind of rely on it to, to mellow them out on the field. So I, I think they'll have to find a way around that, but at the seeds too, you know, even the salt, getting that salt in your in your system in the middle of summer in Georgia or something like that helps you uh-huh. hold on to more water. I mean, there's there's actually I think there's a reason why seeds have been so popular, but man, it's the same thing. Just spitting. Right. Asking guys not to spit on a baseball field is basically telling them they can't breathe. You just yeah. it's just a habit. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know what the fine's gonna be or if it's an ejection or what it is, but that's gonna be the hardest one to monitor is telling guys they can't even spit. And it's just you just do it. Well, obviously we know the reason why. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. You know, Good luck. They don't, they don't have to be cleaning up seeds, spit, dip, you know. Good luck. Uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> um, and, man, you're not supposed to hug and high-five and all that. God, the Braves do a lot of that. They used to, a few years ago, they really did a lot of that when Freddie was leading the whole hug brigade. But, man, Acuna and Ozzy, they're going to have to change everything they do. <laughs> they're going to need bubbles around each other to stay yeah. away from each other. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think that if you have good leaders, the yeah. guys are going to have fun with this. And that's, that's usually the type of stuff a veteran will do is they'll find some kind of funny joke or some kind of long-distance celebration they can do. Yeah. Um, you might remember when the Mets started doing that. They do these long-distance high-fives from second base. And it looks so stupid on the field, but it's something they kind of bonded over. And, and it was their thing as a team. Nobody else really liked it, but it, it worked for them. I don't now know everybody does stuff like that. You know so, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you'd see Jose Reyes slide into second base and, and throw his hand up, you know, like a giant high five toward the dugout while he was standing up and the whole dugout would do it back. Yeah. Just stuff like that. I mean, you'll have you'll have some guys are going to have fun with this. You know, the teams that aren't having fun with it are going to fall apart. I don't know if the smokeless tobacco ban will be in effect in the press box, but if that means that I will not have to be anywhere near a spit cup with a. Uh, with Mark Bowman, that would be nice. So we'll see. <laughs> Bowman Bowman dips, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tons. Right, I like it. Kodiak. I like it. A lot nice. of it. Uh, Good for him. In addition, players, coaches, managers, and athletic trainers, the protocol says, quote, must avoid high fives, fist bumps, and hugs. Fist bumps. They just don't want any physical contact, obviously, except what can't be avoided, like sliding and knocking, you know, running into guys. Yeah, I guess uh, it's a good idea to limit it all. It just it seems yeah. so far-fetched at this yeah. point to <laughs> enforce all this. We talked about this before when this first came up. 
showering is, quote, discouraged, but not prohibited. Remember, initially it was said prohibited, but the union fought back on that. Come on. <laughs> I think they knew that wasn't realistic in, in some places where guys would be driving home funky as hell in hot, stinky, dirt. They'd be hot, sweaty, dirty, and getting in the cars and driving home. That wasn't going to happen. Or getting, uh, what, on the sub? However they're going to get home from road trip uh, back to the hotel. Uh, well, just putting on your... You know, after playing a game and trying to put on jeans and a yeah. college shirt or whatever you yeah. have to yeah, wear. Yeah. I mean, there's that's one of the grossest feelings in the world to just have this dirt caked all over you and then put on normal clothes without showering. <laughs> so showering is discouraged but not prohibited. But only tier one people, thus that's everybody in uniform and also some of the support staff, only they can sh- shower at the park. Teams can limit the number of people showering at a given time. Uh, what happens to the greater risk, the people at greater risk for COVID-19? Every team's doctor must identify people inside the organization who are considered high risk, which will be in union defined as individuals who like by every virtue, coach. Yeah, who by virtue of their age and or medical history are at a materially higher risk of developing severe illness or complication from COVID-19 exposure. A lot of them, you know, the guys over 55, 60, and there's a lot of them. And guys who have any heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, there's a lot of them. Trainers, uh, clubbies, there's a lot of older clubbies. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that fall into that category. And then a few players, obviously more than a few with diabetes or other conditions. The guy we talked about, the guy that had his what pancreas removed. Yeah. Uh, guys like Doll, that. Right? Yeah. 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 Spleen, I think. Something like Spleen. that. Spleen. Spleen. Yeah. I guess you um, couldn't do it without your pancreas. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be a grind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I see that and I think, you know, any coach that's made funny. A, <laughs> you say it like that's what it's funny. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, all the coaches that, that made it through the eighties and nineties, you know, yeah. they were smoking heaters during the yeah. game, drinking after every game stimulants. I mean, their systems are banged up by, by this point. You watch Wash. them walk around. They can't get around. Yeah. You think about a guy like Wash well, smokes in the dugout during four games yeah. All the time, yeah. Sitting in the hallway, smoking, talking on the phone before, then walking right out to the field and doing his, uh, doing all his fungo drills and one-on-one drills. Most of which are going to have to stop with with players, where he's like they're right there in each other's faces doing the little bounce of the fungo drills and the wall where he hits the little one hoppers to him. If you put like a glass uh, glass <laughs> wall between them and hit it under it, you know, like, like they do at the gas station now, yeah. they got that glass wall in between you. Wash could slap them under that thing. Uh, let's see uh, any team with high risk individuals is afforded leeway to add special measures these can include providing separate entrances and separate or private spaces at a ballpark ensuring individuals spend only as much time at a stadium as necessary among other suggestions anyone anyone who is at high risk can choose to sit out the 2020 seasons for players that would mean placement on a new list the COVID-19 related injured list which has no time limit um, let's see here. High risk players who set out the season will be paid and receive service time. There's not a, there's not a league wide policy regarding high risk employees who are not players and choose to sit out. It's kind of, kind of be left up to a team by team basis. Probably. How will testing work? MLB pushed hard to have testing done as frequently as possible. The, the players union did testing will extend be well beyond players to a group that MLB operations manual simply calls covered individuals. Testing includes three phases for those without symptoms. Pre-screening, arrival screening, regular monitoring. Pre-screening is three or four days before arrival at spring training. Covered individuals must submit a questionnaire about symptoms and exposure. 
intake roughly two or three days before reporting. Players and all covered individuals will have a temperature check, a saliva or nose swab test for diagnosis, and a blood test for antibodies. That's two or three days before they report. Regular monitoring. Covered individuals will have their temperature and symptoms checked at least twice per day. Uh, all tier one individuals, which includes everyone in uniform as well as trainers, therapists, strength coaches, they'll have saliva test every other day. Everyone else is to undergo testing multiple times per week. Results are expected in about 24 hours. Once a month, everyone will have antibody test. And to handle MLB's huge testing load, the Sports Medicine Research and Testing Lab in Salt Lake City, Utah, is converting part of its anti-doping laboratory into a COVID-19 testing center. I thought that was good. You know, yeah. not, not taking – I yeah. think there's you couldn't do it and, and be taking tests away right. from the public because so it's, that, yeah. there's a lot going on. So they will not be using any facilities that the public would have normally been using at all. They're paying, I'm sure, a huge sum to have this lab converted to COVID-19 testing for their purposes. Yeah, that's good, though. I, what, I like seeing that. What if someone shows symptoms or tests positive? Anyone with a temperature above 100.4 degrees can't enter a ballpark and must self-isolate. If symptoms develop once someone is already on site, they have to self-isolate immediately. If someone likes... Uh, seems like they have COVID-19, they will be evaluated and subject to an immediate expedited saliva test somewhere near the club facility. That'll be sent to Salt Lake as well. A second test will be sent to Salt Lake City as well for confirmation. Uh, teams have to identify anyone in the organization who has close contact with a person showing symptoms and closely monitor them. And those people may also be given an expedited test. And then one other one, if someone tests positive, they have to be in daily communication remotely with club staff and would have regular follow-up testing at a frequency the team doctor would determine. They can't travel or be around the team. Man. Uh, And this one, anyone who tests positive, ultimately they test positive. They have greater requirements to return. They have to test negative twice, at least 24 hours apart. They cannot have a fever for at least 72 hours and must have taken an antibody test. If the doctors thinks it's necessary, they can also call for a cardiac evaluation. This is all before they rejoin the team. What's your gut tell you or the odds this whole thing just falls apart, you know, in the first week? (laughs) I don't know. I would say if there was a 40 man roster, there's a good chance that there'd be a team that would have to pull out of the thing, but with 60, they can get through it. They might be not very, very good at all if they lose key players, but with 60 player pool, you can lose a lot of players and still be able still keep yeah, that's playing. True. So I think they'll get through it. But, you know, at a certain point, if you have huge outbreaks, it's going to look terrible. You can't just keep going. You know, it's going to be a responsible thing to do is just shut the whole thing down, you know, especially what we – I hate to even mention it or talk about it, but, you know, what about if one of these older guys we're talking about or, some, you know, a coach or a manager or whatever comes down with COVID-19? This not just with the players. I'm not really worried about the players because if they get it, chances are they're not going to show much symptoms. They're going to get through it like they would the flu or whatever. But one of these other guys is at higher risk or one of the managers, coaches, older guys. What about if they get it and are hospitalized? How bad is that going to look, man? Well, I feel like that's the type of thing that would have to shut the league down. You know, it, if a guy gets really sick, you know, yeah. can you really keep playing through this and chancing it with – with all these coaches, like we're talking about, they're high risk. You know, their, right. their bodies are beat up, right. their systems are banged up. Um, you know, I, I'm really curious because there's been so many players already that have tested positive at, at different um, facilities throughout the league. Um, 
what their symptoms were and how they were doing because nobody's really reporting that. They're just saying, you know, that they that you know, say the Rockies had six guys test positive. Nobody says well, none of them are sick yet or in hot. Everybody's in yeah, good shape. yeah. It's, it's just minor they just symptoms. If any symptoms, if anything, but you know that. If if a coach winds up in bad shape, man, I, yeah. I feel like the right thing to do would be to shut it all down. And as bad as we all want baseball, you know, you can't be risking a you know coach's life and stuff. Because one guy goes, man, the whole thing's just terrible. Because then, you know, what are you going to say? The show must go well, on. Well, people will be like, no, the show must to the game. does not have to go on. <laughs> you know, it's no. not like. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We're going to find out. Top performers in business and sports often attribute their success to their morning routine. Whether it's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, or meditation. But not everyone has the time to do it all. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day long. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com athletic. That's drinkhydrant.com athletic for 25% off your first order. Jason Stark had a schedule, had a story with all the lot of details about the schedule. And also in the athletic, he said every team will play 10 a piece. We knew that against the four teams in the division for a total of 40 games. Uh, those would largely be broken down into three and two game series. And each team will play a total of 20 games. The other 20 games in their 60 game schedule against the other, uh, against the division corresponding division in the other league. So the Braves will play 20 against the AL East teams. But instead, I just figured they'd play five, uh, four apiece against the five teams, and that's not how it's going to work. They're going to play six against their quote-unquote rival in the interleague other division, and I'm sure that's going for the Braves. It's going to be the Red Sox because MLB seems to think that's a natural rivalry because the Braves started in reason. Boston. <laughs> because they started Boston, but nobody thinks of it as a natural rivalry. But anyway. So that would leave, what, 14 games against the other four teams in the AL East. That's not going to be, obviously, even. I was thinking they should play five-game sets, you know, just to be in one city and cut down on traveling that way. Um, I don't think they're going to do that. That's tough, too, you know, from competition-wise, seeing the same hitters, especially coming out of the bullpen, seeing the same hitters for four or five days in a row. Maybe that's why they're not. Yeah. Because it's certainly not going to matter with fans and all that kind of thing. Fans aren't going to say, I'm sick of seeing this team. (laughs) But they no, would be on TV. They might be sick of watching on TV five no, nights. People in a are row. watching Korean baseball at two AM. There's enough there's enough thirst for the game right now. Oh, the ratings are gonna be huge. I'm absolutely yeah. certain of that. The breakdown of the other fourteen games has yet to be finalized, and that's why uh there's no schedules yet. Teams have to gonna have to approve of them once the schedule's out there. So that's why people keep asking me who the Braves are gonna play at. We don't know yet. Their schedules are not set yet. The teams haven't even seen schedules yet. So, uh, that's one of the toughest things about the schedule, though. You know, if, if you're only playing a certain amount of games and the Nationals draw the Orioles while you draw the Yankees, you know, for yeah. your extra games. And, and, you know, that that's another aspect of it that I could see teams fighting just because it's such a, sh- a short season, you know, six games against the Yankees or, or something like that. while the Nationals get to beat up on the Orioles because they're close. 
you know, that could change the division too. Right. Well, it's only two games difference, but you're right. They're going to play the Orioles six times. Braves are going to play the Red Sox six times. Yeah. Marlins, uh, the Rays, you know, will have the advantage of playing the Marlins six times. Yep. So, you know, it's going to be a small advantage there for sure. But there's always been advantages in the schedule, though, because, you know, it's not even. Yeah. You know, this interdivision, as it's gone in, in interleague play, teams have always played like the Braves for one year will play the ALEs, one year they'll play at AL Central. There were some years, well, that's a terrible, yeah. terribly unfair. Tough draw. And those years where the Braves played the Red Sox, you know, in this back-to-back series all the time, even if they didn't play the AL East. And the Red Sox were really good most of those years. So while the, while the Rays are, you know, we're playing the Marlins or, you know, the Nationals were playing the Orioles. Or the yeah, Dodgers I think we're playing a shit the show. Yeah. Uh, the it's going to be fun to watch. I'm, ten, I'm pretty excited to watch it. The 10, Jason points out the 10 NL East and AL East teams will never leave their time zone. So they will have the most manageable travel load. Obviously, a lot of the I would think there's going to be a lot of train trips, bus trips. Some of them they they get this. The New York teams will play just four teams located more than 240 miles from New York: Rays, Blue Jays, Marlins, and Braves. 240 miles is a what like a four hour drive, three and a half. Three and a half. Well, on the yeah. bus, it's going to be bus, four and a half. Yeah, I would drive every every time, but I then you're loading everybody train. up in the bus for four hours together. You do a train. You have to get the whole train and space them out. Yeah, do the Acela trains up there. Be cheaper than a plane, right? Yeah, that's one of the best things, though. When you say you play like New York and Philly back to back, or or even DC, sometimes you'll you'll find a different way to get down there, like a train. But trains are great. It's great. My favorite was the train rides. Except one time we got there was a I can't remember where we were going, but a train uh, a tree fell on the train tracks and we got stuck on the train for like oh, four hours. That's the problem when you do get stuck. It didn't. Yeah, there's no way around. It, it you can't make a, a detour. <laughs> you can't jump out and get an Uber from the middle of no. nowhere. Yeah, no. The ten NL East West uh, and ALS West teams, on the other hand, they're going to be playing in three time zones, all but the East. So. Uh, easiest, that. easiest schedules. Jason points out if you're going off last year's standings, the Twins and Indians will play just four teams that had a winning record last year. Who knows? You know that could change year to year, though. So how good they'll be? Uh, three Especially months ago, we were talking about playing doubleheaders as regularly <laughs> as once a week. Obviously, there's not going to be any of those now. Attempt to squeeze as many as possible into a tight window. Now with the health and safety protocols dictating teams spend as little time at the park as possible, the tentative schedule includes no dog letters. We went over that. Um, let's see. And that's because, you know, they're going to make up the makeup games. will have to be double letters. Uh, individual team schedules not set yet. As of Tuesday night, teams, uh, teams hadn't even been seen the drafts of their schedules, let alone a final version. So all that will be coming in the next several days, I'm sure. And then I wrote a story today on how this affects the Braves. We'll just go a couple of things real quick before we wrap it up here. The Braves, they're going to have their – they're going to have spring training, like most teams, at their home park. The Braves are going to have their spring training at Truist Park. And then the spillover, the other 20, the taxi squad's going to work out at Coulray Field, where the, where the taxi squad is also going to work out during the season. Uh, Braves and their fans who are old enough to remember, they hope this shortened season works out like the last shortened MLB season did. That was 95. And that's when the Braves beat Cleveland in the World Series, still the franchise's, the, the city's only professional uh, sports title in the four highest level pro sports. I'm not counting the soccer. soccer. Yeah, because it's not the premier English league would be that 
<laughs> and a few other leagues are better than that league. But uh, I'm talking about, uh, you know, the four sports the, that are the, the highest level that play here. Yeah. That, Atlanta's only won one title. That was not, 95. So, but that was, uh, that season was only reduced by 16 games. This season's reduced by 102 <laughs> 100. games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think, you know, if, It'll just be a different kind of battle and a different journey, though. But if you find yourself playing for a World Series, it's going to mean every bit as much. I, you know, I, I, I don't agree, think you man. discount it at all. Um, I agree. And I, if I'm a fan, man, I'm celebrating the World Series regardless of how you get it. And like we've said, you know, 20 years from now, nobody's going to look gonna at care. that pennant up there, that uh, that World Series flag, and go, isn't that the year where they only play? You know, very few people are going to remember it like that. Don't like, care. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody or hardly anybody remembers that the Dodgers, you know, one of their two in the last 50 years, one of their two World Series was in a shortened season in 81, I think it was. Nobody remembers that. I'd still be wearing that ring to the bar, you know, when I'm 50. Exactly. Uh, and we've talked about how, just the huge boost it would be for a franchise like the Braves who haven't won in a while and who have so many young players, what that would do for confidence going forward. You'd go into that next season expecting to win, knowing the yep. feeling of winning a World Series. That'd be huge, immeasurable how big that would be for a team. And it wouldn't have mattered that it was only 60 games. And the pressure won't be different once the playoffs start. You know, the whole world's going to be watching. Um, yeah. It's, regardless if you're against the best teams or not, I mean, the – the effort level and the adrenaline and everything is going to be pretty similar, except, you know, the biggest thing about the playoffs is the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like that 2012 wildcard game, those first couple innings um, at Turner Field, Yeah, that's the loudest I've ever heard of stadium. I mean, one of my coolest baseball experiences, and that, that's going to be a big obstacle for the playoffs too. We don't know, you know if there are any fans there or not. There won't be, I don't think. If I don't think are, there's any way. If there are, certainly not going to be allowed it's not to be like full, that. full no. attendance. Um, yeah, and – you know, you pointed out this out, I think, before. While the 60-game schedule, you can't have a sluggish start. You're going to have to be on it from day one. Now, like a mediocre team could get hot and get in the playoffs for sure. But yeah. you could argue that the playoffs are going to be tougher than ever because everybody is going to be at full strength. Fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So there ain't going to be any teams. You're not going to get matched up against a team that's like used its best pitchers in the wild card game and and the, and has another pitcher that's hurt and lost a couple of its best players. Chances are most teams are going to be pretty fresh. And that was the big kicker of the whole, you know, implementing the season things. They don't get expanded playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Because th- that would have almost leveled the playing field and just let more teams in. I, it would have been really good, um, you know, to give the best teams a better chance to rise to the top, but – yeah, I mean that's if you have two teams that were like rebuilding or something, make it to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, just because the season's so short, you know, I don't necessarily think that's good for baseball, but it's great for that fan base. And like I said, I I will certainly expect a lot of the Braves' top prospects, Christian Pache, Ian Anderson, Drew Waters, to be among that sixty. Even if a guy like Waters is not ready yet to play in the majors, as we saw in spring training, he could really, as you pointed out, really benefit from working out for two or three months with the other guys and being available in case he is needed. Because otherwise, it's not going to be competition for these minor leaguers. Even your top draft picks, if they're a college dude that's pretty close. Yeah, like the guy from Texas, the pitcher, the fifth rounder, or the guy from Wake. Yeah, might stick one of them on there. I would. I I wouldn't want them just sitting at home after a summer. And and they didn't even get to really play this year, you know. No. 
you want you want as much development and as much time with your coaches in these years as possible because you want to get them to the big leagues in their prime. So I, I would have them, you know, I man, I just have a few vets ready to roll, and then I'd have a ton of guys that you know you really want hanging around those guys and competing against them and learning something this year versus just a wasted summer. It's interesting, yes. Um, so yeah, this year's the, the Braves. They they think they have the talent and and most importantly the depth that they haven't had in recent years. Better depth, especially with that pitching staff. They think that they have the talent and, and depth this year to win this whole thing in this shortened season, this compressed season where depth is going to be probably more important than ever. You know when you're and playing, the DH helps too. Yeah, I, yeah, because they, they've got you know the five outfielders, the two third basemen. They've got you know if they want to use Marcelo Zuna in the DH role, they can. Yeah. If they want to use a combination of of uh, Marquecas and Duval and, and Anozuna in the DH role, throw Riley out there occasionally. Whatever they want to do, they've got the choices now, and especially at the start with thirty game thirty man roster. But even when it goes twenty eight and twenty six, you still have extra guys that you could uh, you have more more guys available than you would have you know. Uh, accomplished guys, guys that are experienced than you would have in the past, and others you could bring up from from your uh, your taxi squad for sure. Uh, yeah, so. and you can use it to to give guys you know legs of rest too. Um, yeah, like keep Acuna in the lineup, but you don't right. need him running around every single day right. out there in the outfield. And DH same with a guy like Marquez, you could DH all the time versus having him in right field. Now you put Acuna out there, you got more speed. Yeah, um, you're going to be playing ten games every eleven days. Yeah, which you do that all the time during the season and also having two months off, you know, not going through uh, spring training, a long spring training. Right, right. I mean, minus the injury aspect of it, you're going to have a lot of fresh legs and and guys are going to want to play every day and try to put up numbers. But then you get to the to the off season, And even if you have a great couple months this year, it's not going to be enough to convince teams to spend on you. And I don't think teams are going to be spending anything this offseason, especially after the way those negotiations went. You know what it'll be interesting is uh, there's a lot of guys that want to play every day. They look at the numbers. They want to be there at 162. They want that number on the left column or 159 or 60 up there. Yeah. They want the 30 home runs or they want 100 ribbies and they want you know 100 walks, whatever it is. You wonder if psychologically it might be easier for some guys yeah. to take days off this year because what are the numbers even going to mean? The numbers mean nothing. Yeah. What if it matter if you have 12 homers or 14 homers? Yeah, I mean, trying to take that into free agency or or anything like uh-huh. that. It's just, congrats you you went you went hard for two months. You know that doesn't really prove durability uh, right. anymore because it's just for, just too short. Or even for posterity or for ego, you know, or just to feel good about yourself. It, who cares you if get it's, to eleven homers versus ten? Uh, yeah. So I think that that could help some guys who are really reluctant to take a day off, and maybe they could have used a day off. I don't like think Freddie. it's going to be. Yeah. I wasn't going to say Freddie, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Freddie, you know. I mean, it's not uh, – who cares if you play uh, – unless they're just determined to play 60, you know, all 60. But who cares if you play 55 or 54 or if you have, you know, like I said, you know, 15 homers or 13 homers. It's not, it just doesn't have the same ring 65 innings to versus 80. Yeah, it just doesn't have the same ring be. to it. Yeah, pitchers no. especially, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to matter. None of it's going to matter. Yeah, but but one thing's clear: the severely shortened season is going to place a premium on on avoiding a slow start. Nats started nineteen and thirty one last year through through uh, fifty games. Nineteen and thirty one, they wouldn't have made the playoffs, obviously. Man, <laughs> and they won a World season. Series. But that, yeah. that's I mean, that's cool for me, man. I I I think that you embrace that and just think 
you know, this chaos could really provide some good entertainment for baseball. I've thought for yeah, a long time, too. you know, how much better a shorter season would be um, just for fan interest and attendance and everything like that. Cause you watch football 16 games is this packed. Every single game matters. Mm-hmm. Now you're in a situation where every single game is going to have that feel. The only problem is you're not going to have that crowd backing it up. Yeah, no, no you know. doubt about that. And those come from buying wins that the Braves did at home, the, you know, walk-offs. I, I don't know. It's different, I think, when, when there's not that crowd to get so pumped up and the chops going and all that when they'd mount those comebacks. You're going to have to do it, get yourselves jacked up. <laughs> Every game's going to feel like that rain delay. You know, we used to have those yeah. all the time at Turner Field where uh, we'd have a pretty good crowd and then there'd be that rain delay in the seventh inning. And you come yeah. back out at midnight to finish that thing and – she could pretty much talk with anyone left in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I asked Wash about it a couple of weeks ago about you won't be able. To, uh, you don't. You, you can't afford a slow start. And he said, "No, definitely not." Wash Ron Washington said, and I think our kids are going to be ready for it. He said they're mentally prepared. There's some tremendous kids. They've got character and they've got what they've got is a will. They they want to do well and they don't worry about failure. He said, and I keep talking about our young kids, but we got some veterans that are pretty pretty good players too. So he he Wash thinks this team is really well suited for that too, especially when you look and see Acuna, Ozzy, two of their biggest stars, and Camargo hitting together and working out together every day during the shutdown and posting videos like little kids. Man, I mean they are ready to roll. Those guys they're going to look like they did the, when we left spring training. Yeah, and you know Latin players go play all off season too. They just right. love the game. I mean it's just play the way of life for them. They they never round. stop. Yeah. And sometimes that catches up with them. So it could be, you know, it could be a good thing for them to have this time off, but uh, they're going to come out of the gates hot. I, I I feel like, you know, like Acuna, dude like that, he's just chomping at the bit to go play baseball. That's all he knows. Yeah. And again, man, I mean, there's no gauge or anything like that. That's kind of what sucks about the season being so short is you, you wanted to see if he could get to 40-40 this I year, know, but I know. feel like a 10-10 season might be pretty good. Because these five years or so are the years where he could get 40-40 or 50-50, you know? 50-50 legit. But but it's got to be one of these, you know, probably next three years, you know, before you inevitably get – you start getting a little more muscular, thicker, older. You start stop running as much. Most guys do. Yeah, the the leaderboards are going to be insane to peek at. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. Steals, home runs, ERA, innings pitched, all that stuff. Just, But it's all just going to be out the window because it's such a short year. You could tell Acuna uh, was chomping at the bit because, like, early in the shutdown, he came out and said he told somebody down in Venezuela that he's going to play for the Venezuelan Winter League team in his hometown. <laughs> Sorry, the Braves were like, that. Um, okay, we'll talk, talk about that. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check in on that in a few months. I'm sure if he does, it's going to have to be a security detail there. Yeah. At all times. Anyway, his dad played for that team 20 years ago. Maybe not even that long ago. So that would be kind of cool if he did get to play for him. But there would obviously be some concern because everybody down there knows he's worth $100 million bucks. <laughs> Well, yeah, good luck getting those guys to follow the protocol down there. <laughs> I mean, they do what they want. It's a totally different world. Yeah, there ain't going to be no protocol in the Venice. No, there's not. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we promised uh, last time that we thought we'd have some. We hoped we'd have something to talk about this year, uh, this this show, and we did. So next time, we will certainly have more to talk about as we get closer. We'll have a schedule. We'll have uh, a lot better idea on the Braves sixty man roster. So this is great. We finally get some stuff to talk about, and and it's going to be interesting, man. The whole thing's going to be interesting to follow. So I'm kind of I'm kind of getting excited now. 
Yeah, everybody listen and thanks for uh thanks for grinding this out with us. It's been we haven't had too much to talk about, but what'd you say? It's like a week away? Ten yeah. days away for a week cool. away, man. They report a week from today. <laughs> Where are you gonna be? Pitchers and catchers first and position guys. I don't think they're gonna allow us there for spring training. So No. Yeah, Zoom doing Zoom, Zooms Zoom, probably at home. Yeah. yeah, with the GM and everybody, I think. But we'll be everybody there for the games. So we'll be there for the home games and some of the road games. Might be good, man. Guys won't have stats or anything kind of, you know, story following around. They can just work on baseball. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. COVID-19 needs to stay the hell away. What a year. (laughs) All right. 755 is real. We'll be back. (laughs) 